Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 2019 film Blinded by the Light, which is based on a true story and a book based on a true story, follows uh, basically the, the magic of Bruce Springsteen and, and his music touching um, young man's life and uh, the life of those around him. Uh, joining us today is Jesse Jackson from the Set Lusting Bruce podcast. Uh, Jesse, thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. Well, Brian, thank you. Yes, it is. Set Lusting Bruce is kind of a mouthful of a podcast title. Um, <laughs> after the fact, uh, some fellow podcasters said, you know, why didn't you call your podcast Jackson Cage after a Bruce Springsteen song? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. now you tell me, yeah. <laughs> you know, two years into this. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I am thrilled to be here. I am thrilled to be talking about the movie. I am thrilled to be sharing um, stories of and I think this is an amazing topic because I think everyone is fighting to stay healthy mentally during this pandemic. And anything we can do to help people fight the good fight is a blessing. So thank you for having me on. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you for, for being here. Um, now, and on that point, I did want to mention a couple resources up front. Um, for those in the U.S., you can text, and this is a, there's a couple different crisis text lines if you need to reach out to, to someone. And, and, uh, there is a crisis text line in the U.S. You can text HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741741. In the U.K., you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. Depending upon where you are in the world, um, check your local listings, as they say. Um, Jesse, thank you for uh, being here today. I am thrilled. I'm looking forward yeah. to the conversation. Correct. Now, uh, Blinded by the Light is a, a film that I inevitably would be talking about on this podcast sooner or later. So having someone on who can confirm what an awesome movie it is is much better than just me talking by myself about it. Yeah, um, my, my wife, who is a casual Springsteen fan at best, unfortunately, oh. she's married to someone who um, is passionate or might, she might say obsessed with Bruce and his music. Um, she adored the movie well. And the other thing she brought up, I thought that was interesting, is you also show how sometimes you when you become freshly obsessed or mm -hmm. passionate about a band it can almost go too far mm -hmm. you know and, sure. and and our hero makes that journey in the film um it is absolutely a lovely film i, I ended up reading the book it was built uh, um uh, based on and uh the book is just as entertaining mm -hmm. just as interesting um and i was i i'm so glad you love the film um i had wished it had you know done scores of box office but you know the reality is too many times in today's society we treat entertainment like a like a sporting event mm -hmm. and so if it doesn't make a lot of money it wasn't successful i think the movie was absolutely just a beautiful little gem and i'm so glad people are finding it definitely now the and 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 the, the synopsis or, or, or plot of the movie is uh there's a young young man who is i don't want to say yeah, I guess I could say bully. He was bullied 
And, and the story, and I want to emphasize that when, and I am not a fan of the, and I alluded to this before we went on, I am not a fan of the term feel good movie, because granted, I mean, this movie would obviously meet their criteria. But when people hear that word feel good movie, they automatically, there's almost a, 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 like a, like a lifetime movie or something where it's where you're being manipulated to feel a certain way. Yes. And this movie, it does address a lot of not so nice things. It does. And his family background and the bigotry that he faced, you know, through no fault of his own, simply where <laughs> he was bored and getting crap from, from, the, from these neighborhood bullies. Even unemployment is so there's a lot of not so nice things that were germane to the story and germane to the plot that it didn't it, it was not so you know what, you know what I'm saying it, it's something where yeah. it, it's not it's not a it is a lightweight movie in terms of unless you're comatose you're going to feel better about yourself yes. about life than the movie and I, I do. I, I know it's um, you know somewhat of a figure of speech or exaggeration, but I really do feel that strongly about it. That if you know, I would be surprised if someone does not at least have a different change in perspective. You know, granted, I know a lot of people who are going through a hard time. If they're so, so I say that you know somewhat facetiously that I do understand many people who watch it will not feel better. So I, I, right. I I'm not making light of that in any way. Um, what what I would say is that I would be incredulous if someone does not at least have a new perspective. That that would probably be a better way of putting it. I absolutely agree, Brian. And and I think the broader context of the film. Yes, I love. Uh, Bruce Springsteen's music and just to give you a little uh, once this came out at my at my job we were in a conference room and we were all doing some training and so the my my laptop was being projected on the big screen right and so yeah. after the meeting I pulled up the trailer and I and before I hit play, I said, the question is, how many times will I go see this movie? Yeah. And then I pray the trailer what starts to, don't you want me, baby? And they're all looking <laughs> and then they go into the Bruce Springsteen music. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you will go see this movie a dozen times, Jesse. Yeah. But the greater theme of the movie isn't Bruce's music. It is how finding your own passion, finding something you love can give you power and joy and be that Bruce Springsteen music, Oasis music, literature, mm -hmm. podcasting, mm -hmm. painting, um, you know, whatever you find a passion about can free you. And, and the story is his journey of finding his own voice. And one of the mm -hmm. things that I truly love is that, um, you know, the scene where he brings you know, his poems to his teacher mm -hmm. and says, I don't know if they're any good, but they're mine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that power of embracing your internal self and, and all of us, not all of us are creative. Not all of us are different kind of mm -hmm. things, but knowing yourself and be that discovering sports or athleticism or music or poetry or books. I just think that's the broader theme of the, 
the film. And that is something that I think all of us can embrace and help. Oh, definitely. And, and I'm glad you mentioned that because you touched on the unsung hero in many ways of the film, which is his teacher. She was the one who encouraged him to write. So even though, and, and, and I mentioned that because I know there might be some people listening who haven't seen the movie who think that it's two hours of, of just idolizing Bruce. And it's really not. It, 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 you know, it, it does point to, you know, the, the, that positive influence of, of, of the teacher yeah. who encourages him to write. And so I just wanted, wanted so thank you for mentioning the, the, that part of yeah. it. Yeah, the actress who plays the teacher is Haley Atwell, which uh, for those of you who are fans of the Marvel Universe, um, you know, she played Agent Carter. Um, in the Avengers movie and the actually, you know, they had the Agent Carter TV series. Um, so she is absolutely wonderful. And we always, you know, heroes are, uh, teachers are, um, good teachers are, are unsung heroes. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that she's pushing him and making to find his own voice is really beautiful. Definitely. No. There's currently, and this is, I guess, dovetailing with me doing the, the podcast, but in the last dozen or so years, there's been an increasing body of literature, uh, initially academic in nature, but now more general public, uh, insofar as movies and the relation to mental health. And Blinded by the Light is a movie that I have no doubt in my mind deserves to be mentioned alongside a movie like Inside Out or, you know, fill in the blank, any number of different movies. I, I just feel, you know, I would, be, I would be flabbergasted if 10 years from now in, in books that are coming out about the relation of, of films to mental health, I would be surprised if Blinded by the Light were not in that, that to-be-published book. Because I agree. And, and because it, it sneaks up on you, um, you know, we talked before we hit record, um, one of the subplots is his father who, uh, our main character's father, Javed, um, his father had been just someone who had worked hard his whole life. Um, you know, uh, he was respected, he was hard at work and he gets laid off and it's set in the, um, you know, late eighties, um, and, and, and it is in uh, Britain uh, where there was a lot of uh, unemployment and, you know, his father is lost because that's what he's always been. You know, he, he dresses in a suit every day. He goes looking for a job. And, and, and I had shared with you, you know, I spent nine months unemployed uh, a few years ago um, and, and it was very tough mentally. It was very um, tough to keep that self-worth and um and and at times you know his father chooses incorrect things because he's hurting so much um and there's there definitely would have been a thought that if he had gone and talked to people and shared more i think that would have been better and and i don't want to make it that if you just talk 
you know, all things yeah. will go away. Yeah. That's not what I'm implying. But I do think that is one of the tools in our toolkit to fight mm -hmm. um, challenges you're facing, both, you know, mentally and, and, and uh, you know, through depression. Definitely. Uh, absolutely. The, um, and, and, and that is something where, the, and that's been a, a recurring um, theme on the podcast is finding those avenues, whether it's music, whether it's film, whether it's, and every, everything illustrated in this film is exactly what is, is beneficial to those, go, you know, going going through recovery or, or dealing with what what they're, what they're dealing with um it might not be bruce springsteen for some people granted it would be nice if it would <laughs> um it might be oasis for others might be led zeppelin for others um because i know that there's there's a blinded by the light for everyone out there you know for for for, for you and for me it's springsteen for someone yeah. listening, it, it might be the Led Zeppelin movie. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, if I could, a um, little over almost March will be four years uh, this coming March. Um, I was diagnosed with colon cancer and uh, quite a shock. I, you know, it's I won't go into the long story here, but, um, you know, I'm in the hospital, um, you know, within a couple of days, I told hey, we think you have a tumor. Hey, we think it's cancerous. Yes, it is cancerous. I'm not sure if we can operate. We don't know if your heart's strong enough. And I was laying there in a hospital bed. My, my wife had gone home upset um, and I was by myself and I started making, and I made a, we don't cuss on here, but an yeah. F cancer playlist. Yeah. Um, and I started throwing songs, mostly Bruce. Mm -hmm. And I put my head under the cover and I started playing that playlist over and over again. Cool. And I kept that playlist when I went through all my chemo. Uh, I would, I would not listen to podcasts. I would not watch films or things. I would just put that F cancer playlist on yeah, yeah. as that chemo was going into my body to provide me, you know, to, to kind of give me comfort and work on things. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, how, how, are, how are you feeling today? I am great. I am good shape. Uh, I went to my doctor in December and she said that shortly we'll reach, I have to go five years before yeah. I have to quit going to the doctor, but yeah. as of now, uh, cancer free and no signs and everything's looking good. So um, thank you for asking. It was, um, you know, it's kind of weird. I, I was speaking of, we had a big watching party to go see Blinded by the Light. I had yeah. like seven or eight people that uh, either that are all Springsteen fans that live in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yeah. And so we were all at one of those big AMC theaters. You know, remember when you used to go to the movie theater yeah. and you yeah. could sit at a bar beforehand? <laughs> yeah. So we're all sitting there and we're laughing and joking and everyone had either had been guests on the podcast and we we're all kind of laughing and joking. And I made a point and your audience can't see me, but I said, you know, back when I had that cancer thing and I made yeah. air quotes yeah. and uh, Rob Carmack, who is a fellow podcaster said, no, yeah. no, no you didn't kind of had a cancer thing. You had cancer, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. but it just didn't feel like that. Um, you know, because 
I know so many other people have gone through so much more, you know, and I luckily um, had a great support system. I had, um, you know, a job that supported me and I had Bruce's music and a few other artists that I love to kind of support me along with my family. Cool, cool, and 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 that's because, um, like I said, the the, the, the support may, makes a huge difference. And um, and and here's the obligatory part of the podcast where I do mention for those who might be going through a hard time right now, uh, just to remind you that 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 you're not alone. And um, the 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 two numbers I mentioned at the top of the show, the um, crisis text line seven four one seven four one in the U.S. and shout uh, eight eight five two five eight in in the uk uh definitely you those are resources to to um avail your, yourself of and i know that there, there's more that i'll be mentioning um th- throughout the the, the show um and, you know brian I, I talk about this at work mm-hmm. and and this is even more you know i will often tell my um i run a call center we do mm-hmm. um support and i'll go to my agents you know, it, asking for help isn't a sign of weakness. Oh, and I said that even more in life, you know, asking for help, saying that you need help is not a sign of weakness. And, and I know this sounds like a cliche. And the reality is I know that talking to someone is not a magic bullet, <laughs> but like the old joke, it's like chicken soup. It couldn't hurt. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, one of the things that I do feel really strongly about, and and I, I, I know that I probably sound naive like I was born yesterday by saying this, but I really don't like how there's a lot of um, unsolicited advice giving, whether it's people who are on meds, people who are not on meds, and I don't, it just boggles my mind as to why people feel the need to give unsolicited advice to people saying, you know, whether it's in favor of meds, whether it's against meds, anybody's recovery, that's a very personal thing. It's not something that's going to be across the board. Re- you know, recovery legally the same for everybody. Life does not work that way. And mental health and mental illness does not work that way. So it just blows my mind. That yeah, people, I totally agree. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I just wanted to echo that. You know, we're here, you know, I'm sharing my story that worked for me. And I do think that no matter what the situation, talking to someone will make it better. But I understand that there is not a easy um, fix all. You know, I am not saying if you listen to Born to Run, everything's going to feel better. Yeah. Uh, I am not saying that if you, you know, uh, watch blinded by the light or Ted Lasso, which is my current obsession. That's a great TV show that will will make Um, you laugh is going to fix everything. But I'm saying is um, acknowledging what's going on and asking for help and finding your own path is the way. And I do think it's one of the downsides there. Every, everything has a plus and a minus. Mm -hmm. The plus of the internet is you and I, 
have just met over social media. Mm-hmm. We've connected, and now we're having a wonderful conversation. Um, you know, I feel like I've made a new friend today. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk a little bit later about um, a theme that I have coming up in my podcast about connections. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also has this sense of everyone feels like they can tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. Like they're, I, I, Bruce Springsteen just put out a new album. Um, you know, it, he is 71, has a new album out, and someone posted on social media, it was crappy. He should stop putting out <laughs> albums because he's going he's gonna to water down his legacy. And what? not only that, but a movie too. Yeah. Like Two a, movies. And yeah. he got those out before Paul McCartney did. Yeah. And it just, it's <laughs> like, what, what do you think anything is going to destroy <laughs> Bruce's legacy? Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, this is, you know, uh, the new Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. You know, I saw so many people not saying they didn't like it. Yeah. but that it was trash and yeah. it destroyed the legacy of the first one. Yeah. And and people are so quick to give their opinion, to yeah. share. Um, and I'm naive, Brian, but, you know, I go back to, you know, our, I'm old. I, I turned 62 <laughs> this year. You know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's, and there's a way to express concern and um a review of something without being mean-spirited and so i get that there are people um that are struggling that are struggling and just need they need a lot of this but kindness always is always helps it is you know it is what we should try to do more with each other exactly because i i just come across this where there's people just given being just a jerk to people and you don't know if you're if you're one of the people who's being a jerk to someone because you don't agree with what their recovery looks like you don't know what that person's going through you don't know you know the the rest of the story so to speak and so you're absolutely right i i think that um you know just you know being a jerk <laughs> as as i as i often come across um, that's not helpful to, to people who are, um, you know what I mean? It's, it's, um, and, and that's one of, and that's like one of the messages of, of the film in so many ways is because the, the, the main, the main character, he's minding his own business when he gets picked on by, by the, the, these bullies who, let's be honest, don't have much going on in their lives. And that's probably why they're picking on the kid because they don't have anything really going on in their lives that they look at at, at this kid who's going places mm-hmm. and that in the, in their warped mind it it gives them license to 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 bully him to a point of that one scene in the restaurant where he goes and sits and they follow yes. him to the next to the next booth over yeah and uh for those of you who haven't seen the film uh Javed is Pakistanian, yeah. um, and so there is. Uh, I was not aware of the um, prejudice that is experienced there in the UK, um, and there is a subplot of the, um, you know, white supremacist mm-hmm. that is very timely, unfortunately, for our country in today's society yeah. um, to do this and uh, to discuss. Um, 
and there is um and and i one of the things that the film makes you know i love him and matt's relationship matt is his best friend who has supported him all his life and you know when javid finds a new springsteen fan you know and he makes a new mate and by the way um in real life um the character that this is based on um you know uh sofran manzor is the one who wrote the mm-hmm. book and and yeah. helped write the same play his he remained friends to this and they show in the book there's a picture of them both you know as adults going to a springsteen concert mm-hmm. uh you know he kind of he kind of leaves Matt a little bit behind. And there is this wonderful scene where Matt says, look, I was there. I always had your back, you know, and I'm not quoting the lyrics. I always had your back. Why are you now, you know, kind of forgetting me? And and it's a lovely story about a friendship that can go through a lot of ups and downs. Well, also it, um, one of the things that I that I started to do recently is um, I grew up with a lot of um, punk and new wave and alternative like like what they were playing at the at the beginning of the movie, um, and many of those bands and artists they're still recording. They're they're still out there. They might not be on the main the main record labels and might not be played on the radio or. Well, MTV doesn't play videos anymore, sad to say, but um, but they're still out there. And there are times when I just reach out to a band that I like and just say, hey, I, I love that song you had out or that album you had out or if there's a, a band playing at a, at a bar, most of them are going to be bands playing at bars where it's like a $10 cover. Yes. And you, um, you can just go up to the band after and just say, hey, I, I, good, good set. You know, yes. That's something that is uh, that's another nice part of the movie that I liked also is just and again I I, and I realize the irony of of me just stating that that towards the end of the movie when when Bruce comes to town it's a main event not a a small pub show but a a, a, an arena stadium show where they they need tickets in advance so I so no sooner did I say that that I just realized the uh, irony of, of of that uh, yeah, but I do think that um, there, you know, there is a, another great scene and where he goes to a, a, a day rave with yeah. his sister and his oh, sister yeah, okay. all of a sudden shows her love of this music and yeah. she's dancing. And at first he's got his um, Walkman on, you know, listening to yeah. Springsteen and he takes it off and he embraces this, his sister's music. And he talks later about this music is just, is your music the same way Bruce yeah. is to me. Yeah. Um, and, and I love that idea that, that it is that um, finding a way to do that. Um, and also for what it's worth, absolutely lovely lo- uh, love story. Oh, definitely. Uh, the, definitely. The actress is absolutely. Um, she's wonderful in there, and uh, I, I really like um, how much the the give and take between them. Uh, so it is uh, really, really. Uh, the actress who played Eliza is just absolutely charming, and and I thought it was. It, it's just a really just sweet. Um, 
quote unquote film that will lighten <laughs> that will lighten your mood. Let's put it that it, way. It right? will. It will. <laughs> um, no, I, I got to ask you. Um, did you ever see a movie that came out about the same time called Sing Street? I have not. I will make a note. It is a very similar movie. Um, I believe it was by not. I want to say Ellen Parker, who made the commitments, but it's it's very similar to the, the commitments. Okay. And very similar insofar as instead of Bruce Springsteen, it's the '80s video era. Okay. And uh, I mean, and also set in England around the same time. Also, okay. in the backdrop of Margaret Thatcher, England, and unemployment and whatnot. So, a lot of similarities. And part of me. Anytime I want to go to, oh, well, Blinded by the Light bombed because of Sing Street, I always have to remember Sing Street bombed too. Yeah. I think, I think Bono of U2 tried to champion the film. Bono could not help <laughs> Sing Street to not bomb at the box office. But yeah. both of those films are very, very similar. Um, I, I don't know if I could pick a favorite because I do like them both, obviously, for different reasons. Um, Blinded by the Light is the true story of the two. I don't think Sing Street is a true story. Mm-hmm. At least I'm not aware of it being a true story. Um, Blinded by the Light, though, is a true story. Um, but those two movies came out at roughly the same time. And... I was just over the, you know, I was absolutely delighted. I was, I was like walking on air when I saw Sing Street. And I had that same walking in air feeling when I got out of Blinded by the Light. And I was, and I, and I was waiting and waiting and waiting for another movie to sort of like come along yes. in that same tradition. And there wasn't any yet. You know, it, it was like you had Sing Street, you had Blinded by the Light, and then, okay, now what? <laughs> Because there were, there hasn't been an, a movie that has sort of filled that musical feel. I'll say yeah. it, feel good movie. <laughs> it there hasn't been a film that that has fill, had has sort of you know checked the box yeah. for that. Now, one of my favorite music autobiographies is the uh, the film love and mercy which is oh, the, the Bri- musical brian wilson that yeah. and i'm i'm so happy you mentioned because that is a, a movie that is talked about on on a episode that will have been aired so if you're listening to this okay. go in the archives you, you'll hear it so music to my ears yeah love in fact mercy. uh i my first musical obsession was brian wilson and the beach yeah. boys and so i now will go look up that episode because i was just going to tell you yeah. you know if you want to have me back and talk love and mercy i'd love that <laughs> uh I, you know the scene where um you know at the end of the movie uh where john cusack is looking at elizabeth banks and she says what do we do now and you smile and then you start the music of wouldn't it be nice <laughs> yeah. i won't i won't lie there were tears yeah and in yeah. a, a story and i promise we'll get back to this but yeah. uh i was at a um you know a pop culture convention what we used to call uh you know comic book conventions but now yeah. then they're all and john cusack was there oh, cool. and uh i had i have a friend who is a wonderful artist and what he does is he sketches celebrities for me of caricatures. Yeah. And then I have them sign that instead of um, yeah. a, you know, eight by 10. 
And so he had drawn, he had drawn John Cusack in the traditional Beach Boy striped, you know, series and Love and Mercy. Yeah, yeah. And so John was signing it and he said, this is so cool. I appreciate that. And I said, well, I love the movie so much. And he said, you know, I do too, but the biggest praise was Brian loved the movie and that was enough to me. Yeah, with definitely. Brian loving it was enough. So that that was kind of a that was my moment with John yeah. Cusack, and definitely. was so happy to share it. Yeah. Definitely. Well, well, Bruce Springsteen he liked Blinded by the Light as well, didn't he? My understanding. Yes, he did. He was... In fact, he um, he had read the book, and the story yeah. is, um, and um, to give a little bit, I I met one of my great disappointments is um, the director of the film had reached out to me on Twitter. I was looking for guests and she said, oh, I'd love to join you. Yeah. And I went, absolutely. <laughs> and then she she ended up emailing me saying, yeah. I'm working on a script, let's reschedule. So we haven't rescheduled yet. I am hoping yeah. she's going to come. Um, she is, um, you know, she is a absolutely amazing uh, director. She did Bend It by Beckham yeah. and, uh, you know, um, that's a, that's an, that's another one that in any yeah. books about movie mental health bended like Beckham belongs in that book. Yes. And so um, I'm hoping I'm going to end up getting her, but um, he had read uh, Sarvar Manzo's book and they were at some kind of screening together and he saw him and said, Hey, um, I love the book. And he said, great. I want to let you know, we want to do a film about it. Mm-hmm. And he said, whatever you need. And so she has told the story that Bruce's people, like whatever film songs you want to do, that's that's great. Yeah, because that is a, um, and for those who don't know this, um, when you hear a movie and when you hear a song in a movie, you have to pay for it. You have to pay licensing fees. So there was a David Bowie movie that I, 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 hesitate to mention, (laughs) which did not use any of David Bowie's music. I have no intention. I'm not going to, you know, knock the movie. I'm sure it's, good movie i don't have any interest in seeing it because i've heard conflicting um things about it but that would be weird to see a movie about a musician and there's no in this case no david bowie music in the movie that would be weird that would just be really weird to me (laughs) absolutely i do need to share another story brian if you'll Uh allow me Yeah, yeah so um like i said there's about 10 or 12 of us all going to see Blinded by the Light. So we, we go, we watch this song, and there is a scene where his uh, Roop, his new friend, gives him um, Darkness on the Edge of Town and Born in the USA cassettes. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, okay. and, and the high school. Right, and then the next, like that following Monday or something, you get the impression he, he quotes is a dream alive if it doesn't come true or is it something else with lyrics yeah. from the river? Yeah. So we're all going, okay, the river isn't on either of those cassettes <laughs> and there is no internet back then. How did uh, he get that? Uh, so um, my theory was he went to the store yeah. and bought a river cassette. <laughs> Uh, but, and then my friend said, even you finding excuses for fictional characters, but yeah, that was, and what was hilarious is all of us were raving at the oh. movie, Brian, all of us, yeah. but every one of us, like that was a caught up, like, Oh, wait a minute. 
Yeah. You couldn't have known those lyrics. <laughs> which yeah, was exactly. a little embarrassing of us, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was little, I remembered there was, and it was a, a, um, a, a newsstand magazine that did, did, did not last long. Maybe it lasted like two, two issues, three issues, maybe. Yeah. Song lyrics. Okay. So, a, a song lyrics magazine, quite literally. You'd, you'd go to the store, buy whatever it was, like two bucks at the time, three bucks, whatever it was. All it was was song lyrics, you know, the human league, don't you want me, you know, and, and so that was the actual somewhat some some magazine publisher in the 80s thought, hey, this was a nice idea for a magazine. Let's have a magazine with just song lyrics. <laughs> well, because we didn't have the Internet back yeah, then, right? You yeah. couldn't, you, you know, um, you know, how someone just tweeted this on Twitter. Do you remember getting a cassette? Um because I started buying music on eight tracks. That's how old I am. But on a cassette, and you would open up the oh, little yeah, pulley yeah. with all the lyrics in there. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now oh. that you can just Google it, and you can find your lyrics. But back then, it was a little bit tougher. Oh, and the, and the, and I'd be negligent in my podcast hosting duties if I did not. The one one question that I cannot believe now that it, speaking of song lyrics. Mm-hmm. There's a. Do you know what what question I I, w- I would be asking you? I, I am, and I'm going to turn it around and ask you a question. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. The the the, the lyric about something about like tied up like a douche. Oh, okay. No, that wasn't the thought. So Bruce talked about in Blinded by the Light. Um, you know, he said deuce. And the uh, Banford band said douche, yeah. and, and it went to number one. And yeah. he has made a joke that uh, if I'd known, I would have changed it. Uh, <laughs> the thought, a question I thought I was going to ask you, and um, one of Bruce's uh, most enduring songs is a song called Thunder Road. Definitely. And, uh, and there is um, uh, the screen door slams and Mary's dress sways. Or the screen door slams, very dress waves. And there is a debate among Springsteen fans, is it sways or waves? Um, and even when Bruce says, what's the lyric she'd say, swaves, yeah. there's yeah. people who disagree. <laughs> so um, I will put you on the spot, Brian, and, yeah. and we can edit this out if you yeah. don't have an answer. But I end every one of my podcasts with this question. Yeah. Um, Jay Armstrong is an honors English teacher in the Philadelphia area. Yeah. And every year his seniors, they spend due days breaking apart Thunder Road as a poem. Mm-hmm. They look at all the imagery and the vision of it. And at the end of the two days, he looks at his class and says, okay, does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? So that's how I end every podcast, yeah. asking that question to my listeners. And I even have a t-shirt made that says, <laughs> Thunder Road, the question isn't, does Mary, it isn't sway or waves, it's does Mary get in the car? I would, um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. 40% of my listeners do. Uh, 40% of the people say no, that because for whatever reason, she's either afraid to make a choice. Yeah. She's still sticking on, Hey, you're not a beauty, but you're all right. Like, Oh, F you, uh, you know, uh, that she's too, she's afraid to make that choice. Everything, uh, about 40% of the, my listeners say no. And the other Mm -hmm. 60% say yes. 
So I'm on the losing side. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, no, story, story of my life. <laughs> no, that's a good answer. Um, now, yeah. my favorite, I, I have tons yeah. of favorite answers, but yeah. one of them I think is the most beautiful is a guy said, well, it depends. I'm like, okay. He yeah. said, when it's the full Bruce Springsteen E Street band and he does Thunder Road <laughs> and it ends with the band and the thing, yes, she got in the car. But yeah. when he's solo doing it uh, by himself yeah. and he, you know, does the kind of na 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 she doesn't get in the car i'm like okay that's pretty cool yeah well well as we wind down um i i did want to mention a few a few more resources and 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 including your podcast which i know you've got a a special episode uh coming up but um there is mental health america that is available uh website mhanational.org there's also NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI.org. There's also madinamerica.com. People have mentioned that to me. Uh, but, but you've got a special episode coming up. As I in- do. So um, Set Lessing Bruce is basically, um, I've spent the last five years talking to Bruce Springsteen fans from around the world. I've had people from Russia. I've had people from the UK, Australia, Canada, all over the US, uh, Europe, joining me to share their Springsteen story. But one of the things that I'm doing this year for the month of March is I'm doing a Springsteen Friendship Month. And I am doing a series of episodes where I'm connecting people that have loved Springsteen that and that is the reason for their friendship so i had two guys both named scott that met when they were teenagers in summer camp and they have remained friends over the year and have gone to 40 springsteen shows together i have uh, uh, two ladies that are met at a conference about hunger in the u.s because they're both involved with organizations uh fundraising and working for political to fight hunger they've never gone to a show together but they have bonded over their mutual love of springsteen and so i'm going to do is a series of those um where uh people share the stories of their springsteen friendship and how it has brought them love and support and um you know i I, t- I hear a lot of stories of people that have been fighting, you know, their own versions of depression, mm-hmm. uh, loss in divorce, death, um, you know, and the power and the magic of Bruce's music and the friendship and network of this community has helped them. So um, when you ask like, hey, do you have anything specific? I said, yeah, I think this fits in perfect. You'll, um, if you go to Set Lusting Bruce, uh, Google that, you'll find me. I'm mm-hmm. on all the platform things. Um, my personal Twitter is at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is at Set Lusting Bruce. Um, reach out to me if you, want to share you have a favorite musician that you want to talk about um i do what i call b-side episodes Mm -hmm. i had a guy join me that talked about his love the bgs i have a lady recently uh, it's coming up that she wants to talk about the carpenters oh the carpenters are awesome uh, yes and so i think this host might have a thought about joining me to talk about a certain (laughs) polish band yes so uh so i welcome it all i love it and uh 
and I just want to say this has been a joy. I, I just have, I've loved talking about the movie. I think, um, you know, it, this is a cliche, but you can, you can curse the darkness or you can light a candle. Absolutely. And I think that podcasts like yours and, and working is lighting a candle and trying to do what you can to make the world a better place and good for you. Oh, thank you. I, I, I certainly hope that I, that's definitely what I would like to, to do. So thank you. I appreciate that. Um, thank you, uh, those of you at home or at work or on your way home from work or wherever you may be. Um, stay safe, everyone, and uh, talk to you next time. Uh, bye. Goodbye. Oh, oh and, thank, and thank you for being here. Have to <laughs> thank you for no being problem, here. So, so thanks, everyone. Uh, talk with you next time. Uh, bye.